If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? What up? Oh, man. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Walking Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> We're kind of in a giddy mood tonight. Yeah, we are. Recording this one late night. This one, this one's a fun one. This I, is going to be I a think, fun one. And it might make some of you think a little bit. Yes. Hopefully. So we came across some memes. 
yeah. which like how, how Jason has said how he bases all his theology <laughs> and doctrine on memes. On memes. If the meme makes sense. It's so easy to learn <laughs> I'm just from kidding. two sentences. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> uh, but we came across, uh, I don't know, was it an Instagram account or we found him on a this, Facebook page? Yeah, we, this was a Facebook page that I follow. I, yeah, I some can't remember who it is. Put up a bunch of uh, woke Jesus quotes. Woke Jesus quotes. And, and they're entertaining. Uh, they are entertaining, but these are things that people actually say and think. Yeah. So there are all these memes where it's like Jesus talking to the multitudes or his, you know, apostles, disciples, whatever. Yeah. And then with like quotes that you hear people say, and then they're tr- he's attributing to him in the meme to a woke Jesus. Right. So what we decided to do is we took some of the ones we really found funny and we just want to read the meme and then give a scriptural basis for why it is a meme. How would, how why would it is you, ironic. can, can you describe woke wokeness just uh, we've talked about it a couple quickly. times on the podcast but um woke is you know in my, in my view and when we've talked yeah. to experts that have actually come on the podcast and talked about it it is really a a movement of christianity that is based around the social gospel and also now crt which is critical race theory that's yeah. seeping its way into it so it's almost putting the gospel in a i don't know in kind of a view of helping others through government access, helping others through feeding and clothing and things like that, which are all good. Yeah. Let's not, let's not uh, mix up that the great commission and and the commandments Uh of Christ do tell us to love our enemies to, you know, to, to love and feed and clothe the poor. But he tells us that as a direct commandment of individual responsibility. Right. Right. Uh, Jesus never said, hey, um, go give money to a governmental agency or submit to a governmental agency that steals money from you, redistributes it to a uh, non-Christian group to then give it to other people who they see fit. Right. The commandment has always been an individual, a commandment of individual responsibility. You go and feed the 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 mm-hmm. uh, poor and, and the people that are hungry. You set free the oppressed. You love your enemy. You get you turn your cheek. You give your cloak if someone asks for your shirt. Right. It's right. it's you you you. It's not we advocate that responsibility to a government agency or to a charity or to a nonprofit. Right. And what woke Christianity really does is they kind of put that at the top of the hierarchy. No matter how that is getting accomplished, that's the main goal. And then, of course, in the last three or four years, we've seen race come into it with CRT, um, whiteness, uh, blackness, uh, and really trying to separate the very diverse church. Right. I mean, I've heard some some preachers that I've really looked up to, even like a David Platt or a Matt Chandler, who have now gone into this kind of woke Jesus, woke Christianity, social gospel movement, where they're like, oh, I'm white, I'm part of the problem, I can't speak to black issues. I'm going to apologize for my whiteness. I'm going to apologize yeah. for my whiteness, when in fact, when you listen to guys like Vody, uh Bacham, and you listen to these guys who are, you know, Vody's a black American— and his new book, which uh, I just ordered and I'm halfway through, it's called Fault Lines, which, gosh, we could do an episode just on that book, and cultural Marxism and woke Christianity, where he just goes, look, there's one race, it's called the human race, right. just because we have different shades of melanin in, on our skin, uh, when we start separating the body of Christ into, well, you're Chinese, you're black, uh, you're white, you're Latino or Mexican, you're this or that. He goes, you're doing the exact opposite of what the Bible calls us to do when it's when it's uh, the New Testament church is all in unity under the banner of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And we're starting to see in woke Christianity race coming into it, just not just the social gospel, but also race. So these memes kind of highlight some of what this uh, woke uh, Christianity kind of preaching is talking about today and some catchphrases. Um, But we're going to go through 10 of them and then just kind of, you know, give a little scriptural reference for each one. Jason, did you want to start with the first one? Yeah, sure. Uh, This one, get ready for it, (laughs) y'all. Don't offend people. Woke Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say really quick. So, yeah, yeah, if anyone's yeah. watching on our YouTube channel too, which you can go watch these at uh, Dead Men Walking Podcast, we've got the meme up on the monitor too. So, you can see the meme that we're talking yeah. about. So, this meme is Jesus talking to a crowd of people. It's labeled as Woke Jesus. And he says, Hey, man, just don't offend people. Don't offend people. That's something Jesus, Woke Jesus right? would say, right? Yeah. Judge not, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, Matthew 23, 27 through 28. Woe to you. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Wow, that feel, doesn't sound offensive. I feel like it's a little offensive. You know, <laughs> I feel like Jesus might have offended some people like that. He may have. I mean, brood of vipers. I mean, whitewashed tombs. He straight up was offending people, this calling is, people out. Right? Yeah. This this is one of those times where you just think to yourself, you know, um, what are you saying about you know not offending people? I mean, how? I mean, the the gospel is offensive. One hundred percent. That's what I know. I mean that. I mean, we can't get away from that. And it's going to offend people. Um, but well, here's another thing too: is you have to realize offense has to be taken up. That's why we right. say take offense. Right. Oh, I took offense to that. So you took up the offense. Mm-hmm. So when you when you're uh, saying that we shouldn't offend anyone as believers, I mean that's a really weird thing if you think about it. You're saying you have to tiptoe around people and make sure that you somehow control how they're going to act. Right. When in fact the truth is just the truth, and it stands. And we speak the truth. We always speak it in love. But if you speak the truth to people who are living a lie or who believe a lie, the truth is offensive. Right. So offense uh, isn't always a bad thing either. Like we need uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit to offend yeah. our flesh. Amen. Right? Yep. And a good preacher and a good word. And the Bible will do that to someone who is in sin nature and depraved. Yep. Amen. Let's go to the next one. This one I thought was... <laughs> Pretty good. This one says uh, is Jesus sitting around with like Mary and uh, the disciples. And the disciples says, "I don't preach about repentance because I don't want people to think I'm negative." <laughs> well, Jesus, right? Like, how many times do you hear from uh, believers like, "Hey, man, that's just too negative." You know, I like to. I don't want to be about the things we're against, but the things we're for, man. I want people, you know, I don't want people to think I'm negative and, you know, get yeah. offended and, and all these things. And a lot of times repentance, people are like, oh man, don't bring that up. You know, it's like, yeah. no, repent and believe, you know? Oh, that's Matthew four seventeen, right? <laughs> Jesus said these words from that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he gets even more serious in Luke 13, 3, where he says, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. (laughs) So when you have people saying, hey, man, I don't really want it, you know, repentance, uh, it's negative, it's bringing up people's sin. Jesus was the perfect example of preaching repentance, getting in people's faces and saying, oh, no, you need to repent or you will perish. Right. 
I mean, it's it's no more straightforward than that. Yeah. What's the next one we have? Okay, so this one looks like uh, Jesus is sitting on... The, it's like a uh, Sermon on the Mount or, like, on the you know, or something like that. Yeah, a lot of people sitting around listening to him. <laughs> and he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him improve his self-esteem, fill his life with comfort, and do everything that makes him happy. <laughs> that sounds kind of like a Joel Olstein so, sermon. So, yeah, that one's a pretty interesting one. Larry, so, let me finish, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I can't judge someone's heart, Larry. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so You're Matthew blessed. 16. Too stressed to be blessed. <laughs> Too blessed to be stressed. Yeah. I don't know, whatever he says. Right. Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Take up your cross and follow mm, Jesus. Your cross. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Denied. Denied. And take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Let me say it again. For whoever would save his life will lose Denied. it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. A little late on the drop, but you get the point. Uh, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For mm. what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And his self-esteem. Yeah. And forfeits his soul. Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Wow. So I, I, yeah, that's pretty. This one gets me because this is why I think like secular psychology and Christianity is kind of like at odds. Mm. Like it's all about self, yeah. right? Self worth, self esteem, self actualization. Well, like, it's the me gospel. It's the me, that, yeah. and the Bible in Christ is not about you. It's about Him. Right. You die to Christ. Yeah. You take up your cross. Mm-hmm. Like you follow me. It's not your will. It's my will. Right. Like everything is about Christ in the Bible. So then when you. Like, I even struggle with when people say, like, I'm seeing a Christian psychologist. And it's like, well, what is he talking about? Right. Because psychology and the secular idea of it is all about me. Christian is all about Christ. So what's that crossroads like? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe most Christians mean like a Christian counselor, maybe. Yeah. You know, but even when you say like psychology and Christ in the same sentence, it's like an oxymoron to me. Right. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with self-esteem. As you just read, that one's easily debunked as well. Yes. Let's move on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like this one. So this is this is Jesus standing up, talking to a group of people. He says, you will slowly begin to understand my true teaching on sexuality around 2000 years from now. (laughs) Well, Jesus, do you think Jesus said that? No, he didn't. Oh, uh, actually, Matthew twenty four thirty five says, "Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away." Direct quote from Jesus, red letter. Yeah, right. So this is really something that gets to a deeper issue of like the sufficiency of Scripture. Like you're seeing a lot in woke Christianity and progressive Christianity, and we talked about this on a clubhouse a week or two ago, Jason, mm. where. But even progressive Christians and even non-believers, the very first thing they lose is the sufficiency of Scripture. Right. They go, "Oh, that doesn't really mean what it meant to say. That's not for today." Yeah, you can't use it for today. You yeah. can't use it for yeah. today. The sufficiency of Scripture goes. So Christ was very clear on um, that Scripture was sufficient. That it's all God breathed. In fact, Second Timothy three sixteen says, "All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for." correction and for training in righteousness. 
Yeah. So we see very clearly that it's not some type of evolving text or that some of it we have to throw out because we're 2,000 years later. And that's really an argument you hear it is. a lot from woke Christianity. Well, that was cultural. That, that was, was 2,000 years ago. That was then. This is now. Right. We've evolved. Right. How many Christians or believers that say they're believers, or even politicians too, mm. preachers, I've evolved on that issue. Yeah. Right. They're talking about homosexuality. They're talking about gay rights. They're talking about transgender rights. They're talking about abortion. They're talking about these social issues. They go, well, you know, I've evolved on this issue. T.D. Jakes just said that. He just came out a couple years ago and he said, you know, I've really evolved on homosexuality. There are many loving homosexual couples and you know, not every church is the same flavor. You just need to find a church that suits you. Yeah. He was literally saying, throw out biblical doctrine, uh, throw out uh, the tenets of the faith and just find a church that appeases your sin. Tickles your ears. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, and you can Google that pretty easy. T.D. Yeah. Jakes on that. I think he was t- saying that to Oprah, actually. Wow. But yeah, so sufficiency of scripture goes out, but obviously there's two uh, scripture verses that kind of puts that meme to shame. Yeah. Jason, what do we got next? Yeah, so uh, Jesus, uh, sorry, woke Jesus sitting on a... On a yeah, make sure you say woke Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, sitting, talking to the uh, disciples or many people sitting on a mountain. Um, it doesn't really matter what you do. So long as deep down inside, you feel like you're a good person. Oh, man. So This one's so uh, true. Total depravity um, probably comes up in this one, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, here we go. Mm. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the Mm. rest of mankind. Wow. Yeah, there's there's a lot of verses we could talk about for this one for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, just to uh, reiterate, um, no one is good. <laughs> well, that's the point. Like, so long as deep down inside you feel like you're yeah, a good right. person, it's like no one is good, no one is righteous, no, not one. Yeah. And uh, if you think so, he's praying to the wrong deity. Right. Sorry, I had to put that drop in there. Like, that's not the Christ of the Bible. Like. Yeah. Uh, he preached a gospel of you need to repent, like we've just covered. Yeah. Uh, all have sinned. Uh, there's only one way to the Father. So it's really nothing. Uh, there's nothing in the Bible about how you feel. It's so weird that we've gotten to a point, Jason, where we're all about how we feel. Right. Like we even over, you know, and I love emotions. Yeah. Emotions are godly. God gives emotions, but it's like all about how you feel feel about, oh, I felt the Holy Spirit. I right. felt something in the worship service. I, I, that w- word really made me feel a certain way. And uh-huh. feelings are good, but feelings aren't the spirit, right? Right. Emotions are attached to the soul and to the physical, to where the spirit is attached to, to uh, what directly communicates with God. Yeah. So this weird thing where we get in on how things feel, mm-hmm. like Jeremiah 29 is like, do not believe in your feelings. Do not trust right. them. Your heart leads to wickedness and trickery and, and everything else. Yeah. Like they will betray you, your feelings. Right. Yeah. Love that. 
Um, let's get to the next one here. So I, <laughs> it looks like he's sitting down with, what is this, like John or Peter or something? Yeah. They're sitting on this like They're grass, just palling gra- around. grassy meadow, kind of laughing with each Speed other. pals. Woke Jesus tells them, I suffered so that you don't have to suffer. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Which this one gets to an underlying, like the prosperity gospel. Yeah. Like they're so into like... God doesn't want you to suffer. Yeah. God doesn't want any ill will, any harm, any physical things to happen to you. He wants to give you every desire of your heart. And there are verses that say he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. But if you read the couple verses before, what does it say? It says, oh, you need to take your desires, sacrifice them at the cross, and pray God's will. Yeah. So he only gives you the desires of your heart once your heart has been changed to want what he wants. Mm. It's kind of like a, you know what I mean? It's yep. it's a catch twenty two. Is it a catch twenty two? It's yeah, a catch twenty two because it's like, yeah, God will give you the desires of your heart once the desires of your heart are God's desires. Are God's desires? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this whole thing of like, oh, you don't have to suffer because I suffered. Every early church martyr. I mean, we just did, didn't we? Just do. Uh, uh, we have coming out very soon a short on uh, Stephen's speech, oh, right? yeah. Acts 7. Yep. Yep. I mean, so. think of every martyr, every person who died for Christ, Peter who was like, I'm not even worthy to be on a cross, put me upside down. You know, John on the island of Patmos, yeah. basically being, you know, in solitary confinement until he died, uh, or most you know most scholars believe. Some some believe he's still alive. We could talk about that one on another, <laughs> oh, is another, that another episode. episode. Oh, man. I just heard about this the other day. It's crazy. But this but idea yeah. of suffering or not having to suffer uh, for Christ, um, I mean, Matthew 10, 38, here's Jesus himself. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, what do you think he meant when he said cross? Uh, he knew it. Anyone who was listening in that time knew exactly what a Roman cross was. Right. And Christ knew that he was going to see that cross very shortly. Mm -hmm. He is talking about an immense physical, emotional, and mental suffering. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, if you don't take up that cross and bear that cross, oh, you're not even worthy to follow me. I mean, James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Mm. Now, what is standing the steadfast under trial? Do you think that's like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't get extra um, heavy whip on my Starbucks today. Right. Do you think that's the trial that James is or uh, James is talking about or the cross that Jesus is talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I would submit to you that if you read through the Gospels, Christ never once declared that you are going to be healthy, wealthy, blessed, and everything else. In fact, he talked about suffering so much. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the caveat was is his grace was enough, and that through all trials he was with you, and to glorify him in every, every time you're in those trials. Amen. I mean, that's what we really should be preaching. Jason, you know that we love reformed Christian businesses, right? Yes, we do. And we love supporting them. Yes, absolutely. And we got a pretty cool one for you right now. Guys, you need to go to RighteousWretch.com. And why? Why should they go there? Because they have so much merch that is worth (laughs) spending that hard-earned money on. Yeah, they have some cool shirts, keychains, mugs, and it's all... Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just so cool. I mean, they even have a John Kelvin, uh, the only election that mattered t-shirts that actually got banned from Facebook (laughs) and Instagram. Anyone that gets banned from Facebook is friends of ours. Oh, yeah, they are. (laughs) And these shirts that they have, guys, they're so comfortable. They're like buy and try blend. They're not that like cheap, stiff, kind of one-size-fits-all t-shirts. 
shirts. They're high quality. You feel good. You look good. Uh-huh. And some of the sayings and some of the stuff that they come up with are just really cool and really neat. Definitely. Great conversation starters, too, by the way. Yeah, and if you watch our YouTube videos, you'll see us wearing a couple of them. I yep. know I have the Sole Fida. You've got about 200 I have, Yeah, I have five of them. Yeah, I love those things. So It's probably just the five solos. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all five solos. So we're personal believers in them, too. Look, yep. at, they're brothers in the Lord. They're trying to bring glory to God, and they have a great company. Go to www.righteousretch.com and check out what they have. Yep. Yeah. All right. What's the next one we got, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. So looks like I have uh, a man <laughs> kneeling down before Jesus, um, uh, praying or maybe healing. Yeah. Him or something he, maybe or, he's getting uh, healed by Jesus, uh, by woke Jesus. Oh, this is a good one. And this is you're perfect, just the way you are. Woke Jesus. Woke Jesus. You're oh, this perfect. Is, this just is just the, the way you. This is are. the God loves you right where you are argument. Yeah, that I yeah. absolutely hate. I can't stand it. What do we um, got? Do we th- got a scripture for that? There one? is a sanctification process that all of us go through. Mm. And, Repentant uh, process. Yeah. Yes. So, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Mm. Um, You have to be new and different? Yeah, right. God God doesn't love you right where you are? Right, right. Uh, Wait a minute. Are you saying there's conditions to God's love? There's requirements to it? Can you believe it? Um, Because I think throughout the Bible, there's certain things. You have to repent. Yeah. You have to not sin. Uh, you, you know, there's like and this whole unconditional, and he loves you right where you obedience, are. It's like, no, obedience, pie, sacrifice, yeah. right? Yep. There's certain things that God requires of us and we gladly do it because we yep. know who God is. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep no, going. no, man. Keep no. Uh, Romans six, six, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we man. should not serve sin. I think. I think a lot of times. I think we talked about this last week, or in a in a short or something. I don't even know anymore. We're putting up some right, right. We don't even know what know. we're talking about when it is. But when a, when a pastor wants to say, you know, the whole judge not and uh, you know don't bring up your brother's sin. I mean, in Jude it clearly says, pull it. your brother out of the fire. Pull him out of the fire. You know, if you, you, if you see your brother sinning over and over and over, it's like, hey. You know what? Like, let's let's get a handle on this. Let's let's talk about this. Let me help you out. How, however, that needs, to, however that looks, however that that needs to look. But you know what? Like, bring up the fact that like we don't just say, "Oh, well, that's just the way so and so is." You know, that's just how they're gonna be. You know, it's like, no, man, we're we're being we're being sanctified. We're being, Amen. Uh, becoming more like Christ. So. Yeah, just remember that. And you said it so clearly, too, in that verse where it's like the old man. Yeah, old like man. Like when Jesus is sitting down with Nicodemus, he's like, oh, no, you must be born right. again. Born again, yeah. Uh, and Amen. I tell this to people all the time that, uh, you know, and I've talked to some people who struggle with uh, same-sex attraction, right? Yeah. And I literally had this discussion with someone, and they're like, I feel like I was just born this way. And I'm like, that's awesome, man. You got to be born again. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, not that's awesome that you struggle with that, but it's like, yeah, you, you have to <laughs> yeah, be yeah. born again. You know what I'm I saying? Yeah. Like I've said this before, like I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a heterosexual male and I struggle with all kinds of sexual temptation. Mm. Yeah. I have to be born again. Yeah. It's the way I was born. You yep. have to be born again. Like this whole thing of like, 
uh, you're perfect just the way you are and there's not a really whole lot that, that you have to do. It's like, no, you have to become a whole new creature in Christ. Yeah. The old man has to pass away and he has to replace that heart of stone with a heart of flesh. Amen. All right, let's go on to the next one. Yep. <laughs> I like this one. Woke Jesus sitting around with, it looks like a couple of uh, disciples and some young guys. And it says, if you love me, you'll keep my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. That's just uh, a suggestion. Just a suggestion. And, you know, look at, obviously, you know, we can go right to John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, yeah. right? Uh, they're all commandments, but it's getting to an underlying thing of like, once again, I think it goes back the, to the sufficiency of scripture to where it's like mm. in woke Christianity and progressive Christianity, you're just getting this thing. It's like, Hey man, he was a good teacher. It's like kind of suggestions, right? Like when we lessen the divinity of Christ and we lessen the sufficiency of the Bible, then yeah, everything becomes a suggestion. Right. I don't know, man. It's like hippie Jesus. Like, right. eh, I'm not really vibing with that, man. Yeah. Like it was just a suggestion. My, and it's like, no, this is a book of commandments. It's, it's buddy Jesus. It's uh Oh, you don't want to be Jesus that goes in the temple and flips over tables. Well, every uh, Jesus that you're bringing up, there aren't 10 different Jesuses. It's all Jesus. You know, I think I think a lot of times people bring up the the difference the differences that 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 Jesus went through through his life, but like it's all Jesus. You know, the the same man that healed the blind man, the mm-hmm. same man that healed the sick, the same uh, man that uh, uh, went into the temple and flipped over table. That that's all, all Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's all the same Jesus. So yeah. don't tell me that I don't need to be flip over tables, Jesus, because sometimes you kind of need to be. I mean, there's there's time for you know these these different uh, situations. So speaking of uh, meme theology, yeah, there's a great one out there. Which there's a classic meme where it's a play off the uh, off of the office where Pam is asked to see two differences in uh-huh. something, and then she goes, it's the same picture. Yeah. And there's one out there, and it was like, Jesus says, love your enemies and you know, f- you know, know, feed the uh, hungry. And then the other one's like, Jesus flipping over tables, and then it's her just going, it's the same <laughs> it's picture. It's the same. It's the same <laughs> Jesus. awesome. It's just what you said. <laughs> it's like, you can't, it's, it's how And people... I didn't get that from a meme, by the way. No, that just was just, sure. <laughs> that was straight Jason preaching. Uh, uh, but it's that same it. thing where people can't wrap their heads around yep. justice and grace, right? Like love, uh, righteousness and wrath and justice are all characters of God. Mm. He's not more one than the other. Right. The Bible says God is love. It also says he's justice. Right. Uh, so it's like people want to separate it and just focus on the one that makes them feel good. Uh, when in fact, God is all these characteristics and we should be in awe of his love and grace. Yeah. We should also be in awe and fear of his wrath and justice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to the and next I'm, one here. Let's see what we got. So last one. Is, is this the last is one? Is this the last one? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So it looks like Jesus is talking to I a... I think this one's mine, isn't it? Or is this yours? A little boy. Uh, I think this was mine. Okay. You take Unless it. you have it. You... No, I don't know. Okay. So Jesus is talking to a little boy right here, and he says, good yep. Christians get along with everyone. That's why no one wants to crucify me. <laughs> Woke Jesus. <laughs> Woke Jesus says that. Jesus so, got along with everyone, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. The religious leaders. Yeah. The rich All of people. Them, you know, he just he just tried to fit in. Yeah. Um, so Luke 23, 18. I will not read all the way to 42. Okay. But um, but I'm just gonna read 18 through let's let's do 25. Okay. How's that sound? We From could, the ESV. We could do seven verses here. Come on now. But they all Eight cried verses. out together, away with this man, and released to us Barabbas. A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. 
Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. Pilate wanted to release Jesus, by the way. The government wanted to release Jesus. Just remember that. Yeah. But they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. At third, a third time, he said to them, why? What evil has he done? Even he saw that he had done. I have found him. I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. Wow. Wow. So, wow, I mean, was Christ getting along with people there? He clearly made some enemies. Man, yes, he did. You know, Christians get along with everyone. I feel like, yeah, no, that's the exact opposite. Right. If you're truly living the gospel. Yeah. All right. And you're truly living what Christ has called you to live. He actually said, you're going to be hated. Yeah. You're going to be mocked. There's going to be going to be a lot of people that don't like you and you're going to suffer for my name's sake. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And that was part of this episode of just looking at. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. (laughs) When you're suffering, yeah. When these people do that, spit on you and mock on right. you, and all these things, and Christ certainly was not a popular figure, right? You know, he might have been popular with some of the people who followed him uh, because he also had compassion on them and he fed them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I always do like this is kind of off the subject here, but we might I might ramble a minute, but yeah, uh, do it. I love the fact that uh, when Jesus fed people, it was either a he was he was kind of prompted by someone's faith. Like the little boy saying, hey, I have this little stuff here, you know, the fish and the bread. and Or almost always it was like, and then he saw and he had compassion on the people. Mm-hmm. He had compassion on them because he was fully God, fully human. And he understood. He was out there for three days, man, preaching in the hot desert, Middle Eastern sun. He's thirsty. He's hungry. He's feeling the constraints of being fully man and fully God, right? Yeah. He was fully God, but he also had the nature of man. So he had hunger, he had tiredness, he had thirst, and he always fed people because it says he had compassion on them, mm. right? It wasn't like he was like, oh, if I make all this food appear, if I feed all these people, I'm going to get a big crowd, right? and then I can save even more people from my you know, preaching or my teaching mm-hmm. or whatever. It was really the exact opposite. It was like, because I, I really look at that and I read that as he was experiencing humanity for the very first time. Yeah. I mean, aren't we all though, really? Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever experienced humanity twice? <laughs> We're all going through this for the first time. Right. But I would have to say for someone who was who, who had who was divine, who had the divinity of God, uh, to experience those type of things, right? Uh hunger and, and thirst and tiredness and all those things. It's like he looked at that and he had compassion on him, and that was the reason why he did the miracles of uh, you know, multiplying food and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of off subject, but I've always no, just, good. you just kind of see the humanity in Christ when you read it that way, right. knowing that he's fully God and fully man, yeah. right? We never want to take away from that. We're not saying he emptied himself right. and he was fully man while he was here. Absolutely not. Scripture does not teach that. Still had his deity. Yep. All right. Do we have one more? One more. This one's yours. Okay. Here, we're going to finish up with this one. Another one where woke Jesus is kind of kneeling down and putting his hand on someone's head that's kneeling in front of him. And it says, you don't need to repent. You were born that way. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I jumped a shark there. I talked about this earlier in the episodes. <laughs> All right. But, but once again, John 3, 3, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm. Let's get over this stupid, childish, <laughs> immature argument right. that 
we're born this way and God accepts us where we are. Yeah. We have to repent. Yeah. Christ said it. Peter said it. John said it. Everyone in the New Testament said it. Right. God said it in the Old Testament. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Mm. There is a condition. You must repent and turn around and travel in the opposite direction Amen. that your life was traveling. Yep. Let's get over this whole meme woke Jesus thing where it's like he accepts you where you are. No, you can come to him where you are. You can repent where you are, mm. but he does not accept you where you are. Yep. He is not going to accept your sin. He is not going to accept your depravity. He is not going to accept your rebellion he can't yeah you must repent yeah right and i think this one really sums it up where we see a lot of progressive christianity a lot of woke christianity hey man you don't need to repent you're born that way that's who you are it you know god loves you right where you are yeah. and and Jason, I really feel like that does such an injustice to that person right when you preach a gospel like that when you do not oh, give them the full gospel, not the full gospel, you you're know, right, man. It, there, there's something there. Like I said earlier, when when you talk about sin, when you have when you have someone that's living in sin, and you're at that at in that point where you're just saying, I can't, I can't say nothing to him. I can't judge not, you know. Yeah. And 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 I mean mm. that that verse just just. It reverb it reverberates, yeah. yeah, throughout you know tradition and and through even through pulpits. I mean, you hear pastors tell their congregation, "Don't tell your brother, don't say nothing to your brother. You're a sinful. I'm a sinful man too." You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, I I get that, but you know, how about we just hold each other accountable right, then? Exactly, and make yeah. and, and and try to you know repent and try to yeah, live a holy let's life. Live a holy life as much as we can. Live in obedience to Christ. You know, let's let's read the scriptures and do what it actually says. You know, um, and the gospel of enabling is a serious, oh, serious a problem. Issue. Yeah, serious problem, man. Yeah, like to enable someone to sin, a whole to congregation, ra- help them rationalize that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been caught up in that. I've rationalized sin before. Yeah. I'm sure you have yeah. too. Yeah. Like y- you figure out a way to either look at someone else and say, "Well, I'm not as bad as that person," not, yeah, or, yeah. or "I'm doing this good thing for God, so I can get away with this." And it's like. Make no mistake, and I understand this, and I'm preaching to myself here. God uh, is no respecter of person. There is no such thing as secret sin. He knows all. Uh, he is all. And it's like, what do you think you're getting away with? Yeah. Like, you can't rationalize anything from an all-holy, almighty, all-powerful God. Right. Like, the quicker we understand that, and the quicker we understand John when he says, confess your sins to one another, mm. like, that's the gospel we need yeah. Uh, today in this country and in this world. Amen. Not a woke Jesus. Yeah. Wow. We got really serious on a meme episode. Yeah. Yeah, man. Some of those, some of those are pretty <laughs> hilarious though. You guys got to admit that. And that's about 10 out of about 70. We <laughs> yeah. Have. We had a ton. <laughs> we might have to do another episode on this down the yeah, road. I don't have, know. Yeah. Yeah. We can but do that. guys, see, we see how they respond. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening. It was a little different episode of just going over some stuff that we saw in memes. And look, you want to be relevant to the culture. Yeah. These memes are out there. People actually look at these and maybe even sometimes think, they're they're serious or they're right right um and yeah these are making light of that and we want to explain it a little bit mm-hmm. but man it's just these are important issues oh, yeah. that yes they're in meme form but we need to discuss them and talk about them yep jason you got anything else as we head out no thank you guys have a good night
Yeah, we're recording. Or day or morning. Or we don't know where they're at right Wherever now. Wherever you are. If you're in your car. We're in the evening right now. Yeah, we are. We it's are. It's about 11 o'clock. We'll do a late night little episode <laughs> for you guys. But guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you guys listening and commenting. Make sure you check us out on dmwpodcast.com, Dead Men Walking Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. We appreciate it. And as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pump TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.